0: So uh, this will be an interesting process for both of us. This is our first time and uh, for you out in uh, um, on the internet world, please uh, press the subscribe button. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to be, but you know, if you want to follow, please make sure yeah. to subscribe. We have a
1: lot of subscribers already. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, this is a different format, and uh, we did this on purpose uh, so that the, the way we're doing it uh, will make this stand out a little bit. Uh, we believe this is uh, an important message for all of us, and um, and so we, we're kind of introducing a vision and a prayer for you and for us this year, and so just by doing it differently, I can always already tell you're already paying a little more attention than normal, so we've done this on purpose, and, uh, and we are... Um, Recording it, and hopefully we'll have some good video in case you missed it, or you want to rewatch it, or uh, yeah, maybe not rewatch it. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the more times you rewatch it and like it, the better we'll feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, as Joel said, we're here to introduce uh, a prayer, and it's a uh, for our cornerstone community, and it's a somewhat obscure and seemingly insignificant passage in the Bible, and and it uh, was somewhat surprising to us that we. Uh, we're directed to this, a little bit more on that later, but Joel, what's, what's, uh, where's it found?
1: Yeah, it's from, um, well, First Chronicles uh, chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, please open to First Chronicles chapter 4. It's just a couple verses there. Some of you may already know where we're going with this, but it's, um, it has been, okay, well there was a book written about it. Uh, the prayer of Jabez. So, if you're um, over 30, maybe over 40, you probably know of this book because there were millions and millions of these printed. And uh, except it was, it was received well at first, but then it kind of got controversial.
0: Yeah. So, um, how we came across this is uh, we went to an elders retreat uh, in fall of 2019, and we were praying for discernment. We wanted to bring back to the congregation, as we often do, prayer goals for the year, and, and we were trying to discern. Uh, what prayer goals should we as a community of believers have for 2020? And of course, there's lots of different passages or prayers uh, that we could have been directed to. You know, things like the Lord's Prayer um, or, or Colossians 1. You
1: know. Yeah, Paul has a lot of good prayers. He prays for his church. Right. Um, uh, Colossians 1, Ephesians 6.18. Jesus has a prayer for, where he prays for unity. Right? Goes on like a long chapter. But instead, God directed us to like this, you know prayer of Jabez
0: yeah so as we were
1: um,
0: praying um, and we had not discussed any of this before but we were praying for discernment and uh, I saw a picture as often I do when I I hear from God it's in in a a picture I get a picture in my head and it was a picture of Cornerstone the church building and there was arrows pushing away And dark forces all around, but a brilliant light of our church. And uh, with that vision um, or image that I had, I I drew it on a post-it note. And and we have that post-it note and a whole bunch of our other thoughts from that that discernment process. Uh, What came to mind was enlarge my territory and then the prayer of Jabez. And frankly, I was a little upset um, because of some of the the past... Uh, knocks against this, uh, it becomes it became somewhat commercialized. And, and so I, I said, really, God, you want me to write that down? And our discernment process is you pray and you write down what God's telling you and then you you hand it in so you're not influencing each other. You hand it in and, and then we look at what God is saying to each one of us uh, independently. And so once again, I was...
1: Yeah, I remember you said you really kind of hesitant mm-hmm. um, to share this. And um, and so, w- well, there's a book. We were not directed to the book about the prayer of Jabez. We were directed to the Bible, which is uh, the biblical prayer. But I understand why you would have had some hesitation. Because even, like in the preface to this book, this is in the public libraries, by the way, even in, in Winnipeg. That's how popular it was. So. He says, uh, I want to teach you how to pray a daring prayer that God always answers. It's brief, only one sentence with four parts and tucked away in the Bible. Okay, et cetera. And he says... Um, in fact, thousands of believers who are applying its truths are seeing miracles happen on a regular basis. So even in the preface, it's, it's almost like you're really setting yourself up for, like, what if that, it just seems extreme. And so the book was widely received, and then it kind of got taken over, like if you Google prayer of Jabez, you'll see a lot of, um, well, we, we may turn them prosperity preachers, where you just have to name it and claim it, and God will make you rich, he wants you to have a big house and a big car, all based on. Right. the prayer of Jabez. Right. So I understand that you were kind of like, really? We wanna, yeah. I want to say this to people? or.
0: Yeah, but what was really comforting
1: was that there were
0: others, uh, other elders that were directed to the same passage independently. And so I really saw that as the hand of God. Like, it's an obscure passage. Why would we all end up kind of focusing on, on that passage. Yeah, and so the,
1: you mentioned we had these post-it notes, right. and so they were kind of all scattered, and we're like, what, what, but then when this prayer came um, kind of to the surface, it's just, it kind of brought everything together right? that we hadn't seen before, so mm-hmm. it was very encouraging, actually. And we have embraced this prayer, and we we would like you to embrace this um, also with us uh, for this year in your own lives and, and for our church here at Cornerstone. Sorry, I, did you want to say something else? Because no. I'm pretty good at interrupting, but... <laughs>
0: That's, that's okay.
1: Ask my wife. So. <laughs> pray for us. In the interrupting <laughs> prayer, pray for me that I'm better at listening. Sorry, We'll edit that well, out.
0: Yeah, let's just jump in. <laughs> let's just jump into 1 uh, Chronicles 4, 9, and 10 then. And uh, let me read it. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So the first thing was Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Well, who is Jabez?
1: Well, we don't know. This is the only time he's ever mentioned in the entire Bible. Jabez is mentioned one other time, but it's a name of a city and we don't even know if that's connected to him. But if you have your Bibles open, it's, it's look at First Chronicles you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, and it's just all these names, right? Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal, Rea, son of Shobal, and it just goes on and on and on for chapters. And then all of a sudden, it introduces Jabez, which has not been talked about before, was more honorable than his brother. So the only thing we know about him is like what you just read in here.
0: Yeah, and most of us don't read First Chronicles for their daily <laughs> devotions because it is quite dry. But what, what's interesting is this. Uh, the author found it so noteworthy that he takes two verses to describe uh, this person and uh, his cry to God, his plea to God, and the fact that it was answered. Um, that's not by accident. So that's what uh, piqued my interest uh, when I read this again was yeah, how right. kind of obscure it is, and then bang, these couple of verses on, on Jabez. Yeah, and often when we
1: read scripture, you, we're reading along, and then something like pops out, and you think, I don't understand how that fits, but um, the more we study that, or we meditate on it, we realize this, this is really crucial, and there's a reason, you know, mm-hmm. that it's there. Sometimes it's not apparent right away, and so as I was doing some, some studying and reading different commentaries, and what people were saying, there's not actually a lot on these couple of verses, because we don't know that much, but it says Jabez was more honorable than his brother, so we do know that was honorable, more honorable than his brothers. Right. But we let's, don't know why. Yeah, so let's keep going. You're
0: the answer guy for this podcast, and the first question I ask you, you don't have the answer for it. I don't know. <laughs> so, so let's keep going. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Well, one of the things I know is that uh, names are really important, especially in the OT, Old Testament. So uh, why do you think? Uh, yeah,
1: he was named. I mean, you, we all know this too. Like, na- our names maybe don't have as much significance. We we sometimes name people because we like the sound of it, or or for other meanings. And sometimes we, we choose because of the meaning, or or we say we I do not want to name my child, you know, after this person <laughs> just because we have you know bad recollections or something. But in the Bible, often names uh, it was wasn't just a name, right? So some other uh,
0: examples would be Israel means wrestles with God, and right. Esau was named Esau because he was hairy, uh, and I'm sure that uh, you know he'd go throughout his life with that moniker, right? People would know why you were named what you were named. Peter for instance, the rock, uh, and then my favorite, Mahar Shalal Hashbaz. What does that mean? Uh, well, it's, it's a sign that Israel would be plundered by Syria, so. Oh, that's comforting. Um, Imagine you know, being named that. It, well, yeah. that's right. I mean, what if uh, you know, someone gave birth in the next 4 months and named their their kid Trump'll win or something like that? I mean, <laughs> it's just uh, that's a, that's a tough Stranger name. things have to, happened to live down. Yes,
1: so. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah, so names do mean something and so um for some reason, Jabez's mother named him after all the pain that he caused her. Mm. And so, I'm not what would that have been like, you know, for you growing up? You know, hey, what's your name? Jabez. Oh, and why are you named Jabez? Oh, because I caused pain. <laughs> Who named you that? My mother. <laughs> I mean, that would stick with verses. So there's, and it's because it's listed here, we, we, there's, there is an importance to it. Mm-hmm. Jabez, it, it, they don't say his name is Jabez. It says because um, I gave birth to him in pain. So.
0: All right. Well, let's keep going in First uh, Chronicles 4, verse 10. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel Oh, that you would bless me. Bless me. That uh, that sounded to me like uh, prosperity gospel. It seemed a little bit selfish, actually, when when I first read that. Uh, When he says, bless me, I, I looked at that and I said, well, why should he ask God to bless him? Doesn't that sound like a little bit selfish and maybe a little bit like the prosperity gospel that I, you know, have a bit of an allergic reaction to? Any thoughts on that?
1: No, yeah, that's he just bless me. It's pretty simple, right? And God does love to bless people. He's a good God. He loves to give good gifts. God says that, and so he's just saying bless me. And um, but he doesn't say like how, you know, bless me with a new car or bless me with a new job or bless me with, you know, a good relationship. Or he just says bless me. And just leaves it, right? So that's.
0: Right. And, and so as I dug into it a little bit more, I realized, and I actually really like that, often um, our tendency is to choose the plan of attack and ask God to bless us with whatever we do. What I really like about this uh, cry to God is that he says, bless me, and he expects to be blessed, but he doesn't, he doesn't come with an agenda expectation of blessing without an agenda. That means you are giving God full latitude to bless you however you need to be blessed. And God knows how to bless us.
1: Uh, I like now, how you termed it that one time. It was anticipation. Uh, is that right?
0: Expectation uh, or anticipation without agenda.
1: Oh, that's what, Okay, right, yeah.
0: And in Matthew, of course, we read uh, God knows how to good... Give good gifts. It says, if you know how to give good gifts, you earthly people, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts? He knows what we need and how to give us and bless us.
1: Yeah. So then let's continue then. Um, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. So this is obviously referring to land. Land was very important to the people of God it gave them influence, um, it was part of their um, their, their livelihood, and um, it, it showed some of their, their power and strength and, and a place in society, and so he was asking God to enlarge my territory. So I just wanted to go back to a second here, because earlier it said Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, And and one of the great things I like about studying the Bible is sometimes we, it's not apparent, but there are... Um, as you keep reading more in context, you realize there might be some clues as to why he was more honorable. And so here's one of the theories. It's related to the territory. As you read through, it's just all these words, right? Names, 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 names. And then there's this little story about Jabez. And you keep, there's more names, names, names. And then there's another little story at the end of chapter four. And again, it's about territory. It's about land again. And so um, right near the end, um, another group of people, um, verse 41, the men whose names were listed came in the days of Hezekiah. They attacked the Hamites in their dwellings and also the Munites who were then, who were there and completely destroyed them as is evident to this day. Um, and so they, they took the land from these, again, getting more land. And so there's, you keep reading in chapter 5, if you're taking notes, verses 9 and 10, there's another little excerpt about someone else getting, one of Jabez's brothers getting more land. And then again, chapter 5 verse 18 to 20, land again. So it interrupts each time and talks about getting more land and more territory. But in each of these other cases, they are either taking land from someone else or they are just going to war and fighting and taking it. Um, They're killing people or destroying everyone to get it. But Jabez's case, all he did was pray. Mm -hmm. Bless me, enlarge my territory. And he's read the prayer before and God answered his request. So he wasn't taking it from anyone. He was just, and so some would say maybe this was one reason why he was more honorable uh, than his brothers. He just prayed for it. And so um, in in the wider scriptures, we see um, a, a similar theme. So David, King David, uh, was a mighty warrior. And he was known for being a great military um, leader. But it was that reason that God said, David, you will not build my temple. And it was he was a great king, but because you... Uh, have all this blood on your hands and so we can see maybe that it might be so that's one theory maybe Why Jabez was more honorable because he didn't go to war for it. He didn't fight for it. He got a nonviolent way. He just prayed Enlarge my territory and let God do uh, what he wished so.
0: That's interesting because uh, I Can assume my my neighbor prays then because he built a fence on my property and and enlarged his territory Uh, (laughs) I'm still kind of processing that but maybe you maybe give praying. him this book. I, I should give uh, him yeah, a book. Yeah, that would
1: be great. <laughs> so in, obviously in here, he's talking about land and territory, which for them means influence and, um, and also prosperity as well and a place to live. But for us today, I think, um, I think of enlarging my territory. I mean, I, when we've been praying for this, we've been praying for the last few months. I'm not thinking, you know, give us more land or a bigger building. Uh, but maybe. We're just saying, God enlarge our territory and kind of thinking the spiritual sense.
0: Yeah, and that's where the vision that I had, that I, I still have on a little piece of paper, where uh, cornerstone is the light in a dark world, right in Windsor Park, and pushing back the spiritual forces that are array, arrayed against us. I see that very clearly, because that, that picture came to me with the words, enlarge my territory. But I think it can also be applied to us personally, enlarging our territory in our workplace, in in our neighborhood, um, deepening our relationship with God. And and that's one of the reasons we we really want to bring this before the congregation because it's not only can it be uh, a congregational community prayer, enlarge our territory, not physically but against the spiritual forces, but for us personally, ask God for more. Uh, blessing in your life, uh, that your influence for the kingdom can be expanded.
1: Yeah, and then I don't know if this is a good time to talk about the uh, numbers. Or do you want to do that later? Let's do it later. Okay, we'll do it later. Well, let's go on then. Yeah. So expert.
0: then it goes on to let your hand be with me, and an observation that I had was that this is not selfish. If he's asked for blessing, if he's asked for an enlarged territory, and God will bless as he sees fit, don't you think you need God's hand to help you uh, manage that? Because it will be above and beyond what you are physically and logically capable of handling. So I just really like the plea. Uh, There's a nice ordering here. Bless me, enlarge my territory Let your hand be on me to manage this new territory.
1: So how would you describe, like, what would it mean for God's hand to be on someone?
0: I I think, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, Joel has expanded my territory, and maybe it's God. Um, You know, he's given me a number of occasions to preach, and I'm an introvert by nature. I don't like being in front of people, uh, and yet... God's given me the courage uh, and blessed me, uh, and, and expanded my thinking. And uh, and yet every time that uh, I preach, it is without question God's hand uh, giving me the strength to do that because I could not uh, do it on my own. So that's one example that I see very clearly uh, in my life.
1: Yeah. So having your strength, you know, or empowerment, mm-hmm. uh, also God's blessing, right? You're laying on of hand and. I don't know, do you think, um, when you think of the hand of God, does anything come to mind? Like Diego Maradona, the hand of God goal. Wasn't there a World Cup where he like punched a goal in with his hand and it was known as the hand of God goal? So, um, and he didn't get a penalty for it and lots of people were upset. So it's, it's, it's a, a moment in sports history, but this is not, I mean, he was cheating, Right, but there was obviously people thought there was some power, there was some strength, there was something going on. So a hand of God, I think, like you said, it is related. If God is going to increase or enlarge your territory, uh, you probably need a little more strength. Because sometimes I feel like I'm at my limit. Mm-hmm. So God, don't enlarge my territory. Cause I can't take any more.
0: I'm reminded of John 15:5. I am the vine; you are the branches. Without me you can do nothing nothing of value we can strive on our own but nothing of value comes when we're disconnected and trying to accomplish spiritual tasks uh, we must be connected uh, to the vine which is Jesus
1: uh, so let your hand be on me and then find the fourth one and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain he kind of starts you know Jabez was named because he causes pain his name is pain and so he's he finishes his prayer so the like, I want to be free from pain. I want to be free from what I've been known for, how people have labeled me or or whatever. This is what I... I don't want to be known for that anymore. So so I want to be free. I don't want to cause people harm. I want to be free from pain.
0: Yeah. I I think I have a bit of a problem here, though, with this scripture, and I need some explanation, Joel. You're the answer guy. So um, the rest of scripture, God never promises uh, that his people will not suffer. So when you're asking not to suffer... um, Maybe you can help me uh, sort this out.
1: Well, I think maybe that's why some people have problems with the prayer of Jabez, uh, because it seems to be, uh, with the book, and we don't really have any major problems with the book, and if you wanna read it, it maybe you have it on yourself, but you're right, um, Jesus suffered greatly, and we're never promised as Christians that we will never suffer, and that we will never experience pain. Um, One day, that will be completely destroyed, and there will be no more, but we will um, suffer pain. And um, people might know the name C. H. Spurgeon. He was a famous uh, preacher. I don't know, a long time ago, so 100 years, whatever. If you know, a long time ago, all his sermons, he was tons of sermons, books, a lot of sermons. So he had he wrote a sermon on actually Jabez, and it was quite different than than this book. And he was saying, which I think is also true, that sometimes um, God, our suffering or our pain is God blessing us because we learn so much through it. And, we, and in the end, it's just so much greater. And so I can understand that people might be thinking, wait a minute, this is, I have a problem with that because the rest of scripture doesn't seem to say that God will, like you said, keep us from suffering. And maybe suffering is the way to blessing. But it's interesting. Um, the Hebrew here, you know, it, it can be translated a couple different ways. And you might have a different translation if, if you're not using the New International Version. It could also uh, be saying, like, that I may. Um, that I may be free from pain, or that I would not cause other people uh, pain. Also, pain can also be translated as evil. And so if your version says evil, keep me from evil, I think that brings up echoes of the Lord's Prayer. Because didn't Jesus preach us to say, teach us to pray, um, keep us from evil, or from the evil one? And so I think if we have a problem with that part of this prayer, we might also have a problem with the Lord's Prayer. No one has a problem with how Jesus taught us to pray, so... I think it's okay to pray that way.
0: So may, maybe then uh, the way to look at it is, uh, the devil wants to harm us, and of course, the devil wants us to harm others. So praying for us to be kept from doing that is very legitimate prayer. And praying for protection then is really what we need to be doing.
1: Yeah, and I love it, it just says, and God granted his request. Like you read this prayer and think, that's an awesome prayer. Like Bless me, enlarge my territory. Um, keep your hand on me and keep me from pain. And then it says, I mean, is that a great prayer? And God answered it and God granted his request. So we love this prayer. And, um, is there anything, more you want to say about the prayer or should we kind of move on to the next step?
0: On to the next step. Okay.
1: So we, we want, um, you to embrace this prayer, um, and if you feel that you want to read the book on it, it's fine. We're not embracing the book as much as we are the prayer, which is found. In the, it's good to embrace biblical prayers. And would you be praying for this? Uh, praying this prayer for your lives, uh, for your family, and for Cornerstone? Um, I, there's a connection that I've made since we've begun praying. Uh, thanks largely to, to Wes, because I was really stressed and anxious about some things uh, here in the church. And I just had noticed things. Some, and... Um, and so I, I, I was going through some stats, some statistics, and I realized ever since, you know, I've been in the church about five years-ish, um, like our attendance numbers are just going down consistently, like ever since I started. And so then I thought, what's going on? And I, I should have known. I'm, I'm just, I, you know, I, maybe I knew and I was trying to deceive myself or something, but maybe you guys knew, but... It, you're from like 150 or 140 on Sunday mornings to uh, 80 to 90 on Sunday mornings. And it's just going down like this. And what if that keeps going? And what is to suggest that it won't keep going? And also Sunday school attendance. It's just, you know, I know we, we go through cycles, right? And there was, there was a time when there was a whole, when I first came, there was a whole bunch of grade 12s that all graduated at the same time. And then the next year there was like maybe one or two. So I, I understand there's cycles, but there was one Sunday, you know, from age three all the way to grade six there were three children in Sunday school. I thought that's pretty, like, age three to grade six. And then I think we average like 10, nine or 10. Um, or seven, or what, it, that's a lot of grades. There's some grades where there's one or there's none, and I think, you know, for the future of the church, you wanna have lots of children. And so I've started, and I think I, I either texted you or phoned you and shared some things, and do you remember what you said?
0: Yeah, I said, uh Well, this is great because we've come to the end of ourselves and logically everything is going kind of the wrong way. This is a perfect opportunity for God to show off, right? Because when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when God uh, picks up and and takes off. And really that's not the way it should be, but it's how often we operate. We we need to be putting God first. Um, And I said, this is just an awesome opportunity to pray into this prayer bless us enlarge our territory let your hand be on us Um, and uh, let keep me from evil keep me from doing evil and harming others it's just a beautiful prayer and an opportunity to just see God really move in our midst so I wasn't discouraged it was just hey this is the light bulb went off this is a great opportunity
1: yeah, and then I guess I could see, because I had made the connection at the time of our retreat when this prayer came to the front. I just, okay, well, there's this, let's pray for it. And then later I, I had this, I thought of the, the numbers here, so then I realized maybe there's a connection. Maybe God was bringing this to our minds so that we would be praying for this. And,
0: um, yeah, and just on that note, uh, you know, we have been blessed. What you often find in a church is attendance goes down and giving goes down. It's been the other way for us. Uh, Give, uh attendance has gone down and giving has gone up. So God is blessing us.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I've always said, um, not always, I mean, I've said several times that I have come to know or believe that prayer is the ministry. It's not something that supports the ministry. It's not something we do so that the sermon is good or so that uh, Sunday school is great. It's, that's where stuff happens. And so, um, and I think, you know, last week I do remember something I said. Where you, you say you believe something, right? It's in your head, but if you don't act that way, then you don't actually believe it. And so that was a, a kind of, I got sort of a soft rebuke from you without you knowing that, that I believe prayer is where things happen. And so uh, let's pray. And, and I'm not gonna say bless us, you know, with like 30 more children. I'm just gonna say bless us, God, in our territory. And however you wanna bless us, we'll take it.
0: Th- that's the beauty of this. We don't have to come up with the ideas You know, that doesn't mean we, uh, as Joel said last week, that it's careless living that we don't care. But it is carefree living because you're just putting it in front of God and asking him to do what he will do. And we're along for the ride. And we just need to be the arms uh, and the feet and the legs uh, to do what he's bidding us. So I love the, the, uh, uh, the tagline, expectation of his blessing with no agenda. We're not setting the agenda
1: yeah and I do and the last you know the fourth part of that prayer um, keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain or your translation might say that I may um, keep me from causing harm uh, like I don't want to hurt people I, and no one wants to hurt people so I think that's a good prayer I think you can say keep me from harm and also keep me from harming others because um, it's so yeah, yeah. so, so we, we really love this prayer and we want you to love it too
0: and so to wrap up, um, we know we're in a battle. And uh, I just keep coming back to that, uh, that picture that I drew on this little post-it note. We are a bright light in Windsor Park. We are a bright light, uh, our homes in our neighborhood. We are a bright light to our co-workers where there is precious little light. And so we can push back the darkness as we pray this prayer. And it's not... The words of the prayer, it's the attitude of your heart and your submission. Um, I am not advocating, and neither is Joel, that there's special words you have to say. But this is just a very clear and concise way to pray a blessing uh, on our church, uh, on our community, um, and on our workplaces.
1: Yeah, and enlarging our territory may not uh, look like something larger. Um, we had discussed this and prayed about this as well. It might mean that people leave, and so it's like our church is leaking, but people are going uh, to serve in the mission field or they're they're going elsewhere to because God has called them somewhere. You know, maybe to Mexico or to to North Africa or somewhere. And so our it, it looks like it's smaller, but our territory is enlarging. And so I'm I'm really happy that we were able to give ten percent of our total giving, which was like you said, went up this year, for even though attendance is going down. 10% is going overseas to, to send missionaries. So that's also another way of enlarging our territory. And so however it looks, we, we wanna pray that. So we, we wanna give you a gift. If you're on the newsletters, you're you gonna get a gift and it looks like this. It's an index card. And so there'll be people at the back as you walk out. Will you please take one? It has the prayer of Jabez on here and the four points to the prayer. And then on the other side is the, the, the verses. Uh, First Chronicles chapter four, verse nine and 10. It's an index card size. You can stick it uh, somewhere in your Bible, uh, in your journal if you have a prayer journal. And so please take this. And, uh, and will you pray with us? And will you make this um, your prayer as well? And I think I'll close with prayer unless there's something you wanted to add. Okay. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being a good God. We thank you for that a lot. But you are good, and when you continue to bless us, it's not that you haven't blessed us; you have blessed us so richly. So thank you for all of that. But we ask for more. Would you enlarge our territory, whatever that might look like? Is it a spiritual influence, a spiritual territory over here in Windsor Park? Is it, is it overseas? Is it what is it, Lord? Help us to, to um, just receive whatever you give to us, and may your hand be on us. We need your empowerment. We need your strength. We can not do this on our own strength so please keep your hand on us and don't let us um, hurt others help us to be aware when we are hurting people and so we can stop it and remedy the situation and also keep us from harm as well keep us from evil just as Jesus taught us to pray so we pray these things in Jesus name
0: amen